things that would deny you ability to grow in the word. I want to pick them out today. God helping me. I pray that the spirit of God will lead me in the way that he alone has desired that I go today. I pray Lord that I disappear that you may appear. Use this words of clay of mine effect a great change in the life of somebody that amen is not born again the book of Mark chapter 4 from verse 1 down to 9 Mark 4 Mark chapter 4 verse number 1 you're going to be joining me in reading this morning praise God are you ready When I read verse 1, you're going to take verse 2. And he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude. That he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. Hacking, behold, there went out a sower to sow. Go ahead. My God. Verse 5. And some fell on the stony ground where, where it had not much hurt. And immediately it sprang up. Because it had no depth of earth. Go ahead. Six. <laughs> Verse seven. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruits. And he said unto them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Be seated. God bless you for standing to the word of God. Jesus got to this location and he needed to preach the word of God. And the first thing he started talking was the parable of a sower. A man went out, put forth a seed, praise God. And when he sowed the seed, different categories of people. If you read this from verse 10 down, you will see when the people started pushing on him and say, what is the interpretation of this parable? Now reading from verse 11 down, he started interpreting it to them. I don't want to dwell so much here. But the fact remains that the word of God as it's coming forth from this altar, it's a seed. Every day you gather here, you hear what? The word of God. The question here now borders on what do you do with it? What happens to the word of God? When you leave the church and you get to your house, what happens to you? 
because the word, the way you were excited in church, it, does that excitement continue when you get home? Does that excitement continue when you get to your workplace? Hallelujah. You see, if you were able to really mark up what took place in this particular scripture in Mark chapter 4, you would understand why you struggle with growth. Why you are not able to grow spiritually. Because the depth of the word of God you have in you determines how spiritually deep you will be. When you fellowship with the word, you become a commander of the word of God. But what the devil is attacking, he can attack the word of God. It is you. There are things that the devil throws at you that chokes the word of God in your life. There are activities that the devil brings to you that choke the life of the word of God in you. And I'm going to be showing you those things today. I mean, this service is another test run. There are people that immediately they leave the house of God. After wonderful sermon, they are celebrating and happy. By the time they get out there, you ask them, what was the topic today? They say, um, um, ah, but pastor, but, but wait, no, 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 wait. They will tell you, wait, wait, wait. He's gone. The devil, the mission of the enemy is to do what? Number one, is to, is to, is to steal and to kill and to destroy. The first thing he does is to steal information from you. Steal the ability of you to recognize and recollect what God has asked you to do. And the next move he makes is to kill your desire. Some of us have no desire anymore to study the word of God. Some of us have no desire anymore to even go to church. When you wake up and they say, Sunday, ah, you feel this heaviness on you. The devil is on you. He's walking over time already. Am I communicating with somebody? And the next thing after he succeeds is Stealing those things from you, he will kill the spiritual life of that individual. Simply means that everything about you will just be in a position of standstill. And what happens to a stagnant water, people of God? It starts smelling. Immediately, a stream of water can't flow anymore. It starts smelling. That's why some believers are having smelling spiritual life. That's why Satan can manipulate you. Why? Because you are spiritually dead. The Bible says, for the breath of the Almighty has given me life. When the breath of the Almighty is no longer resident in you, you become a spiritual walking corpse. Joshua chapter 1. Let's see Joshua chapter 1. Praise God. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua 1 8. Let's see what it says. Now, even in the time of Joshua, the men of old understands that you cannot joke, you cannot handle the word of God with kid gloves. You cannot handle the word of God like it's baby's diaper. 
if the word of God has no value, it has no effect in your life, you are dead. Like if what your Bible is saying does not hit you with light, something is wrong with you. The book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, Joshua had an encounter with God. And this was what was coming back from God to Joshua. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Meaning, you ought to speak the word. Somebody say the word. Be a carrier of the word of God. You ought to speak the word of God day and night. He said, it shall not depart out of thy mouth. Which means there are evidence that it can depart if you allow it. He said, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You don't study the word of God only on Sundays. By chance, you come to church. You know, one thing that the devil is using to deceive many is to let them believe that they can be at home and serve God faithfully. But many of us that have tested it, we know that by the time you stay at home, the spirit of complacency will come upon you. Because nobody is watching over your soul. What's the duty of the pastor? To watch over your soul. I am not a kind of shepherd that will just tell you anything goes. No, I am not in the ministry of anything goes. It, we follow the Bible. We follow what? We follow what? We dig it in. If the Lord says stop here, we stop. If the Lord says move, we move. So when you stay at home, you lie to yourself. Say today I'm going to study the word of God all through. And suddenly, you mark 11 o'clock in the morning and say, I'm home throughout today. I'm just going to study the word of God. And suddenly, a friend of yours calls you. I know you will not be that disciplined. Because if you have not been disciplined not to forsake the gathering of the brethren, you will forsake yourself too. You will decide, as you will just tell yourself and say, you know what? Let me go and answer my friend and come back. When I come back, I will eat this word of God. Even angels will be surprised. Lies. By the time, you don't, you don't know that Satan is a master planner. By the time you move one step, you meet that friend. He will use that friend to speak to you. Just as he used Peter to speak to Jesus. He will say to you and say, you know what? Can we just go to this eatery? There is this new eatery in town. If I heard, I heard, she has not been there. I heard if you test their food, food is born here. And suddenly you say, okay. And they will ask you, do you have anything doing? You will tell them, no. You know why? Because you're not working that day. You believe that your work is what you do. But you don't calculate the time you spend with the word of God as a primary duty to yourself. So you will tell them, no, I have nothing I'm doing. Uh -huh, of course. If you don't have anything you're doing, Satan will give you one to do. So before you know it, your day is gone. Because let me tell you, it is dangerous when you don't have anywhere you're going. Because people that are going somewhere will use you to achieve their aim where they are going. I repeat, it is dangerous when you have no dream. You are not, you are not focused on something. You have no, 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 no expectations. Because people that are going somewhere will use you that is going nowhere to achieve what they want in their goal. And also in the reversal, be careful of those that are going nowhere. 
because they are out there to stop you going to somewhere from getting to your location. That's why when I'm moving, I ask somebody, say, where are you going? Let's say, I don't even know, I'm just moving. Avoid that. I'll just tell you, you know what? Good morning. Our day ends here. I go my way. You know why? Because that is the ministry of the devil. To and fro the earth. And God was speaking to him, telling him that, listen, if you must meet up the demand, like my servant Moses, you have to hack into this instruction. I tell you, any believer that hack into Joshua chapter 1 from verse 8, if you hack into the instruction there, you will never fail as a believer. After this service, go back home. Dare me and take this scripture, study it. Read this scripture over and over again and meditate on everything this scripture says. You will never fail. The success of Joshua is in Joshua chapter 1 from verse 8. Because that was where God gave him the secret. What Moses was doing that made Moses successful. And he said to him that when you meditate on the, on the scriptures day and night. Somebody say meditate. Can I hear you say meditation? I'm not talking about the one you play this uh, what they call the water movement sound and you close your eyes. That is not meditation. Take your Bible. Study. Look at the text. Let the text leave the book and get into your spirit man. And you take one word that may yet observe you quiet and the Holy Spirit will start speaking to you. Meditation is powerful. Can I push further with you? Meditation leads you to revelation. Revelation carries you into revolution. Revolution takes you into change. Meaning, when you meditate, what comes out of meditation is revelation. What is revelation? A new information that not everybody has. And by the time you receive that information, your mind and your whole being will tell you that there must be a change. Somebody said there must be a change. Now, when you come to that height, that is revolution. You are taking a revolutionary decision. And by the time you succeed in that revolution, you, revolution brings you to the place of change. Now, you become a changed person because you meditated on an information and out of that meditation, revelation hits your head. And by the time you are, you are, you, you are having that meditation, that clear cut revelation, you decided that there must be a change. Now, that decision is revolution. Revolution brings you to the place of change. That's why it is unprofitable to carry money and give to a poor man. The Bible said to the poor, the gospel is preached. Why? When you receive the gospel and your mind is transformed, when they give you one million dollars, in one year you will produce another one million dollars back. Why? Because you are a reformed person, not a deformed person. Praise God. Now he said to Joshua, he said, when you meditate day and night, he said, that thou mayest observe to do according to all, not some things in the Bible. Not some things in the scriptures. He said, thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way. Only then. Somebody say, only then. Only then that thou shalt make thy way. Not God making you prosperous. You are responsible. Hello. 
The Bible says all that pertains unto life and godliness has been given to you and I. Meaning, don't blame God if you can't attain. You can't attain because you have refused to do what will make you be one that will attain to that level. There are principles that are scattered everywhere in the Bible. You want to be prosperous, you have to live the life and the principled person in the area of prosperity. Read books that has to do with prosperity. Study the word of God in prosperity. Act upon it, not just study. Make sure you put action to what you study. And he said, and thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have what? good success. All these things are packaged in the word of God. But there is there are, there are things that will make you never to come to this place. And that is what we are here to deal with today. Are you ready? Number one. Cares of this world cares of this world. Mark chapter 4 verse 19. The cares of this world. You are jumping up and down. You want to solve all problems. Ah. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of the riches and the loss of other things entering in choke the world and it becometh unfruitful. Now, one of the things that choke the word of God is the cares of this world. Oh, I must make money. Oh, I must drive this car. Those things, they choke you because you occupy your mind with the cares of this world. When the word of God comes, those things in your heart will choke the world. When you always care for what the world cares for, you cannot grow in the word of God. I repeat, when you always care for what the W-O-R-L-D cares for, you will never grow in the W-O-R-D. Lay your hand upon your head. Say, Lord, I refuse to be a carnal believer. You know who a carnal believer is? A carnal believer is that believer that if they don't have a new shoe, they don't go to church consistently. A carnal believer is that believer that if she has or he has one cloth, they will, they will use that as an excuse and say, I can't go to church because I can't be repeating clothes always. A carnal believer one that takes pleasure with the things of this world. The Bible says, love not the world or the things that are in it. Do not fall in love with material things. They will kill you. Oh, I don't have offering. So, that's why I didn't come to church. See that? You're lacking spiritually. Oh, I was about leaving for church and I found out that under my armpits, the clothes just torn. So therefore, Lord, you understand, right? Uh, you will answer yourself and say yes. You take off the clothes and lay on the bed and put on CNN. never had good food last night and I'm just so tired and so weak convert that hunger to fasting am I communicating with somebody don't allow the things of this world to come in between you and God if you are praying to have it in it's good but don't make it become so necessary and too important more than the vital things of life, which is the word of God. 
the Bible says he sent forth his word, not clothes. He sent forth his word, not cars. He sent forth his word, not houses. He sent forth his word, and the word he let them. You know, do you know that those, those of the old, our faith today and the ability that God has given to us is more than theirs. In the wilderness, God was sending manna, literal food was dropping from heaven. You know why? Their faith is not so strong like you and I today. Now we don't need to see the physical food. We can pray it out and it will come. So the ability that you have today is even greater than those of the old. Because as of then, they have no Holy Spirit. Am I communicating with somebody? God interacted with them through angels and prophets. Are you there? Number two, deceitfulness of wealth. Deceitfulness of wealth. Deceitfulness of wealth. Mark, Revelation, let's see Revelation chapter 3 verse 17. Deceitfulness of wealth. When you think that money is everything. That even, even pastor can't talk to you anymore. Praise God. Let me tell you, a genuine man of God would never be bothered to be so rich. Even though riches will come to him. I don't pray to God to be rich. I know I am rich. And what makes me rich is not my account. No. It is my level of interaction with God. My level of peace with the Lord is what gives me riches. And when I translate those things that I have received from the Lord to my fellow humans, I bless their life. That was why Paul said, though we be poor, but we make many rich. Let money not be the center of your Christianity. He said, because thou sayest, I am what? Come on, talk to me. Thou sayest, I am what? And increase in goods and have need of nothing. You know, there are people that brag, say, I am so rich, I have no, no I don't need anything. And those are the kind of people that they don't come to church earlier. They come to church like deputy God. And when everybody is seated and pastor is preaching, that's why they, that, they will just walk in. Because you don't have anybody getting you and telling you stand aside. You know those days when we were growing up, if you come late to church, you, you stand aside. You can't walk in the auditorium and inconvenience others and distract. You will stand aside. So everybody struggled to come to church early. Some of us were here in this place now. We have Catholic background in our blood. When you go to Catholic church late, what do you do? Talk to me now. Don't pretend. You stand outside. At some certain stage of the service, they will use something like a rope and cross the door. Close it. Nobody jumps like this and go on. When, when that rope closes, it's like those that want to go to heaven has entered heaven. And you will look like deputy Satan outside. But you see, one thing I love about them is that even the rich and the poor respects that principle. Whether you give tithes or offering or anything to the church, immediately that door is shut, is shut. Because you came late. One of the things in the body of Christ today is some sense of, of this is me and I got it all. These things, they choke the word of God in you. It can't produce because you don't see need of God, even God in your life. You say, I am, 
and increased with what? With goods. I have warehouses everywhere. I am rich. Pastor, what is that thing your gospel will do to me? That preaching you want to preach now is not for me. I have made it already. Go and look for the those that don't have money and preach to them. <laughs> and knowest not that thou art what? Wretched. And what? And miserable. And poor. And blind. And uh, uh, only one person. And naked. That's why if you understand how God works, you will not put material things above spiritual things. A pastor could wear a shoe that have lost alignment. You know, there are some shoes that have lost alignment. Oh, yeah. When your shoe lose alignment, you, you find out that this other side, because you've walked, you've walked very long mile with it, it will be bent one corner. This side will be chopped one corner. So, automatically, it gives you a bow leg. And you'll be coming with that, your big Bible. Say, the Lord is good all the time. Even that man that looks like that, that has Christ in him, is a rich man, richer than the person that flies the private jet. And have no respect for the things of God. The problem with us is that we have misplaced priority. We have looked at literal money as what it means to be rich. Riches does not mean that you... Like, like the physical money can give you what the physical needs can provide. But your spiritual ability can give you both. Spiritual balance and physical balance. So, deceitfulness of wealth is one of the things that choke the word of God in you. You know, there are people when they give money to church, they don't want pastor to preach certain messages. They tell, if you preach the message they don't like, by, the, by 7 o'clock, that same Sunday, you will receive a text. Pastor, you know we love you. One person is sending you texts, but he's saying, we love you. You know why? Because they come to church and they form a kind of group, an alliance, association of opposition. You know, we love you and we want you to succeed like they are God. <laughs> the message today, we just believe that it is targeted to some of the members of the church. So, pastor, please, would rather say you stick with the text. Just stick to the text. I'm just saying this because I love you. And when you look at the man sending this text message, he is one of the top financiers of the church that believes that if he pulls back his hand and don't give his tithe for six months, the church will run into debt. That's why one prayer I pray in the Dunamis Palace is that God will give us such a heart that what we do, we don't see it as an access to rule over the house of God. So such kind of person, when you come up to preach, he's watching, he's, he's like accurate timekeeper. As you're preaching, they're checking time for you. If, if sometimes they are using it to give you signal, they will do like their hand like this. So when when somebody in the congregation, if I'm standing here, somebody in the congregation lift their hand up and do like this and check their time, it's a sign to me. You're wasting time. Now tell me what would that person carry back home as what they have received for that day? Deceitfulness of wealth. Their money has entered into their medulla oblongata. And it has distorted the cells and the screws in there. 
some boats are missing they need some word of knowledge and word of prayers to reboot their brains back again that's why i am who i am i don't i don't recognize rich i don't recognize poor jesus gave a parable about the rich man that had a party and he had that party and he he refused to invite the poor he gave instruction that only the rich should be invited and they all disappointed him and now he has food scattered everywhere he was forced to invite the loners on the streets to come and wine and dine with him i don't recognize rich or poor everybody is one in my eyes and that's how god sees every one of us so don't see your brother or your sister with the eye of an unbeliever see them with the eye that god is seeing them with and you will never make a mistake or make an error in relating with anyone hallelujah number three Number three, the lust of other things. There is another dimension called other things. Other things. Mark chapter 4 verse 19. The lust of other things. The lust of other things. When many you have, apart from the care of life, apart from the challenges you have, you have other matters that have taken over you and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the what the lust of what entering in choke the world and it becomes what other things some of us we like going to pick up matters that is not our concern praise god i call it taking tananon on behalf of some other person's headache some some other person is having headache you are the one taking turn for them drink water that is one sign that you are not giving attention part of that lust of other things you are in the church because you're on fast you've already prepared very nice oxtail you are in the church, oh. Your mind has, you have left here. Pastor is talking, you are not listening. The lust of other things. You are lusting after oxtail. Gravy. Rice and beans. You are here, you are just imagining. And woe be thou you. Woe be thou you that, a, a, you know, you know, your brother that's has not been around just texted you while in church and say um i'll be going to the house and you know that that rice rice and peas and gravy is for just one person you will just get up and tell the ushers washroom washroom <laughs> and by the time you get to the washroom you're not washing anything no you're washing you're washing your mindset with cell phone you're calling your brother uh, yeah please pick the call yeah, you see that food in the kitchen i have been fasting i don't want you to go close to the kitchen please turn to your neighbor say repent part of it is you are in church and you are busy looking people's shoes more especially the ladies Hmm. the word of God is going on you are lost you see sister Jelly's design today hmm. and some of and some of and some of the, and oh my god Jesus and some of them when, when they know they can't say anything they just they are watching they, you see 
this place will just go up. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. In the church. No wonder you will never remember. Right now, if I even ask, what's the topic I just mentioned now? Some will look at other people's face. Let your mind be stayed on God. Praise God. The lust of other things also include when you are ready to come to the house of the Lord to worship, please prepare yourself from your house. Whatever you need to do, do it at home. Not every time, every five minutes, you are out to the washroom. What are you washing? Do number one and number two at home. Because those things, by the time you step out, a lot has been said. You're coming in. You're just hearing, stand up. You never knew that pastor said, if you're a witch, here, stand up. So you didn't hear the witch. You just hear, stand up. And you just get up. Set yourself up. Everybody will be, in fact, by the time you stand up, everybody around you will just shift. Those sisters that were gossiping you before, they will say, ah, we said it. I've been watching at the way her eyes. Praise God. Don't your neighbor say, don't get lost. If you're ruled by these things, you have the ability you don't have the ability to obey God. If you are ruled by this thing, you don't have the ability to obey God. Because you are hearing partially. You are not hearing the real thing. And I get you. Amen. amen. Number four. Tradition. Mark chapter 7 verse 13. Tradition. Your way of life outside the word of God is your tradition. Tradition can put you in a place of stagnation and it is something that can choke you and choke the word of God in you. Making the word of God of what? Through what? Which ye have what? Delivered. And many such like things do ye. Can I hear you say tradition? Can I hear you say tradition? This is how my great-grandfather told my grandfather and my grandfather told my father and my father now told me. So, pastor, whatever you're saying, I can't believe it. Even if it is being shown in the scriptures, tradition is what I call another dimension of religion. Tradition is another name for religion. So that's why when they say you're a religious person, you're a traditionalist. The Bible said that the steadfastness of the Lord are renewed every morning. The dimensions of God is updated even more than Microsoft. Every second, God is speaking to you. God can tell you now, to, as you are stepping out, don't take the 401, take the back road, even though you're going to Brampton. Take the back road. Listen! This thing. Stop telling the Holy Spirit, I know this other route, that there is no traffic. He is not trying to protect you from traffic. Traffic don't keep people. Tradition. There are some of us women, we don't know how to cook. Hello? And when they ask you, you say, you 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 be bold to give excuse that my mother too doesn't know how to cook. My grandmother doesn't cook. My great grandmother doesn't cook. So, when I say woman, you don't know how to cook is minus two from race to power four. I don't know, but it's well. 
some of us when they ask us cook we'll go and get live fish because they ask you cook fresh fish you go and get a live fish pour water inside the fish is still moving you carry all the ingredients and throw inside and on the fire there is this girl her mom you, you like gist every time the only thing she knows about her mother is that the mother does like this on top of the pot she kept on believing in from her kindergarten level of education up until university finished university and one unfortunate brother came and married her and you see all those kind of ladies those are the types that will want to keep to the tenants of faith because they know they have problem brother i will not pay you a visit you don't pay me no visit if we must eat let's go to fast food and even when the brother forces her say okay take money cook for me in your house and bring it for me in a little big flax she will say yes she will branch the next fast food buy enough food and bring for him a day came sweetheart yes i would like to eat this i would like to eat that no problem honey the man was in the in the bedroom and from the bedroom door you could see the kitchen door open she see go and cook she went there put the rice pour water inside she didn't own the fire she was clapping her hand like this tradition can drive you crazy because it is mostly what you learn from people that you 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 honor people that you love and because of the love you have for them you want to continue that error so tradition chokes the word of god in your life because when they tell you do it this other way you say no Praise God. Even the sounds of the Rechabites, the same thing happened to them. God told the man of God, take pot full of wine, go to them, give them, let them drink. He got there and summoned every one of them, brought out wine. They said, no. For our father, Jonadab, said we should not drink wine. Not just that. That we should not build houses. We should not marry. We should remain intense all the days of our lives. What sort of curse is that? And I asked the question. I said, so you obeyed. May tradition of men be destroyed in our lives. Praise God. The way of life outside the word of God. That is tradition. So each time somebody asks you, what is this tradition? You tell them it is the, the way of life outside the scriptures. That is what tradition is. Are you there? Another one. Number five now, right? Fear. Somebody say fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. Second Timothy chapter one, verse number seven. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 for God has not given us the spirit of what? Of fear but of what? Power and of what? Love and of what? Fear is another thing that chokes you. Praise God. When you hear that demons can return back and attack somebody so therefore when you see demons you just tell them say I'm avoiding you because I don't want the problem. You know, people do it. Believers do it. See, let me tell you, as a pastor, hear this, as a pastor, Jesus healed the sick. Jesus conducted deliverance. Jesus preached the word. 
Jesus prophesied. If as a pastor or a believer, suddenly you tell yourself, say, you see, I am not a deliverance minister. You will point to me where there is categories of kinds of ministers in the Bible. If you call yourself a pastor, and when it's time for deliverance, you will say there is another pastor there that is called into deliverance ministry. Take the person there. Something is wrong with you and you're calling. You are a Las Vegas pastor. Demons are real and so is the anointing inside of you. So what makes people make such decisions is fear. The fear of rebounding of spirits. Demons can rebound. You can cast a demon out of somebody and the demon will return back to attack things around you. Don't be afraid. For we have an assurance in the scripture. Luke 10, 19. The Bible says, For behold, God has given you and I power and authority to trample upon scorpions and upon serpents. He said, And none shall by in any means hurt you. Word. Word. Somebody say word. When the word of God hits your spirit, when situations come, you carry the word and put it before it. Satan can resist you, but cannot resist the word of God. That was why when he came against Jesus, Jesus told him, for it is written. You need to know what is written for you to overcome Satan. Satan is not your age mate. He's older than you. Am I communicating with somebody? So you by yourself cannot defeat him. For you to defeat him, you need to have the spirit of God and the word of God in higher dimension in you to be able to conquer him. Somebody say, believe in amen. amen. Number, number six, doubt. Doubt. Doubt is another weapon the devil used to choke the word of God in you. James chapter 1 verse 5 to 8. James 5, 1 to 8. Praise God. Doubt. Somebody say doubt. James chapter 5. Chapter 1 from verse 5 to 8. Hallelujah. Now it says, go no, James chapter 1, 5 to 8. If any of you lack wisdom, he said, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. And it shall be given him. Verse number six. But let him ask in what? Nothing what? Somebody say wavering. Some of us, we are like this. I believe God tomorrow, I don't believe him. I believe God tomorrow, I don't believe him. So you keep going up and down. He said, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the what? The sea, driven what? With the wind and what? Toast what? Praise God. Go ahead, verse 7. For let not that man or sister or uncle or brother think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. See where you are missing it. He said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's why some of us, when we finish our 21 days fast, our problem is still with us. Because you're double-minded. Small shaking, you will tell yourself, ah, I'm not sure this thing left me. I think I'm still there. You are still maintaining your status quo of being in bondage. Say no to it and let your no remain no. No matter what you see, no matter what you experience. Are you there? Number what now? Number seven, pride. Pride. Psalm, Psalm 101 verse 5. Very fast. Let's move. Psalm 101 verse 5. Pride. Psalm 101 verse 5. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that had an high look and a proud word. Praise God. Give me the amplifier of this. 
said the one who has a healthy look and a proud in bracket he said what he said what heart i will not what tolerate pride is another thing that takes the word of god out of you because when you're exhibiting pride it is not of god psalm 25 verse 9 psalm 25 verse 9 are you gathering something today praise god psalm 25 verse 9 he leads the humble in justice and he teaches the humble his way when you are a humble person god will teach you his ways and how does he teach you through his word praise god his word is a compact to you and the last but not the least procrastination procrastination praise god procrastination is simply an act of refusing to do what you're supposed to do now and giving promises that you will never keep that you will do it tomorrow i know you'll be asking ah, what scripture are we going to give for procrastination is in the scripture i will show you proverbs chapter 6 verse 4 proverbs 6 verse 4 Everybody want to go? Praise God. Give no unnecessary sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelid. James chapter 4 verse 17. King James please. He said, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him it is what you want to do something and you purposely just keep pushing it you want to help somebody the person comes to you say oh come tomorrow you are you are a sinner and you need to repent procrastination has kept a whole lot of persons in bondage i will i will I will, I will. The Bible says, He that observeth the weather will not sow. The book of Proverbs said, A slothful man will always say there is a lion outside. If he goes outside, he will be eaten by a lion. <laughs> Giving excuses. That's why I, I see, you see, excuse, I hate excuses. There are people that are excuse professionals. They know why they should tell you why they didn't do what they are supposed to do. Why they fail, they will give you reasons. Why they should fail again, they will let you know for advance. So procrastination, I want to study the word of God. Um, let me study later. Let me study later. Satan is stealing your time away from you. Remember, every hour, every minute, every second you waste, you don't regain it back that's facts you don't get it back yesterday is gone we spent 24 hours yesterday is it not and you spent the same 24 hours i spent the same 24 hours is it not good so if you never utilized yours and today you come and accuse me i will not accept it when you were supposed to sleep you were busy watching movie and now we are in church you are sleeping in the church and when i say stop sleeping you say oh you know i'm very tired and when they ask you what did you do if you hear the excuse you will use your head and break this off praise god so you're doing things that you shouldn't do that will affect your next 24 hours is you putting yourself in poverty invest in your time people of god don't allow anything even a, you, there are people that are time consumers they just call you on phone you are dead immediately they call you your own is finished for that day by the time you will spend three hours with them on phone you will think that three hours just move in 15 minutes don't give anybody your time your time is precious anybody that should be talking to me for one hour should bring consultation fee on phone Yes, I've changed though. Let me let you know. 
if my voice sounds very nice in your ears, you want to keep me on the phone. For what? For what? I, and I just left you on Sunday. By Monday, you are calling me. In fact, sometimes Sunday evening, you're giving me a call. Break consultation of you because if you don't pay online, when I see you in church again, I will mortgage you. Hallelujah. Praise God. When these enemies, these nine enemies are dealt with, you will be a better believer. Jam those hands together to the Lord and stand to your feet. Bye.